You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's recap day three of the NFL Draft, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dan Schneier and Dan, the NFL draft is in the books completely, and I want to I want to give a quick word of warning before we talk about all the sleepers that we love from day three of the NFL draft. Because you know, if you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football Today the other day, they had a, a a nice conversation. I thought about the relative value of day two wide receivers, and you know, round two and round three wide receiver picks, and whether they tend to be good values for fantasy football, and we tend to. When it comes to rookies, focus on the upside, and that's a, that's a smart thing to do because they're the type of picks who can, you know, cost a little bit and give you potentially a very large return. The problem is we tend to focus on the guys that hit, you know. And, and your day three discussion, Damian Pierce, is going to stand out as the the you know we're looking for this year's Damian Pierce. Mm-hmm. Day three running backs, I would argue, tend to be some of the worst values in fantasy. Very few of them ever actually make an impact. It's just you know, if you're going to to buy into them, make sure you do it at a cheap price is, is the the advice I would give. But that being said, there, there are a handful of guys this year who, you know, did land in pretty good opportunities to to make an impact as rookies. What do you think as far as the running backs to target from day three of the NFL draft? Yeah, I have a few I really like. I want to start with Roshan Johnson, who went That's, to the yeah. Bears. Now, this is a player who had more than half of his yards at the collegiate level after contact, which is an insane stat. It kind of gives you an idea of what he can do independent of his blocking. And if he didn't play behind Bijan Robinson, I think he would have been a day two pick in the NFL draft. So I love him. I also like t- if we're just talking running backs now, or are we talking all positions? Just running backs for okay. now, yeah. Just running backs. I also like Israel Apanaganda. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, the kid from Pitt. Now, the reason I love him is because he is the straight-up definition of a one-cut runner. Absolutely the perfect fit for the style of system the Jets run over there, which is one-cut-and-go outside zone. Love that fit there. And he's got speed, and he runs low, and he's got power. Last running and, back. And that one I'll also add. Just, yeah. you know, we are hoping Brees Hall is going to be ready for week one. But Fair if enough. not... You know, Abinakandi can be really good insurance for that. You know, obviously they have Michael Carter there, but, you know, if Abinakandi, you know, looks good in the preseason, looks good in training camp and has an opportunity, you know, Brees Hall may not be ready for week one or may not be 100% by week one. There could be a role there. Yep, there really could be. And another guy who's similar in that boat is Chase Brown uh, out of Illinois. He goes to the Bengals. We don't know the Joe Mixon situation. We know they lost mm-hmm. Samaj P. Ryan. Chase Brown blew up the senior boy. I loved him in the one-on-one reps as a receiver. His profile is very athletic. It's 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 uh, It kind of shows someone who might be better at the NFL level as a receiver. And we know that Bengals have gotten a lot of receiving work out of P. Ryan and their secondary back. So I do like Chase Brown a lot. And then one more back I'll throw in there from day three is, is Eric Gray, who went to the Giants. Eric Gray is a really interesting back. He was one of the most productive backs in college football. Uh, just did everything. Was a three down back. Just two drops on 90 catchable passes. Zero fumbles. Incredibly reliable profile. And Barkley is another situation we don't really know about, both for short term and the future. And the and Matt Breida is behind him, but Matt Breida uh, is a different kind of back than Eric Gray. Eric Breida is the kind of back that if they needed him to, if there was an injury to Barkley, he could step in and play all three downs. 
Yeah, to be clear, Barkley's healthy right now. Yes. This is not, you know, he, he's the kind of name where you hear he might not be available. The reason he might not be available, and, and we assume he will be, but, the, you know, he's he was franchise tagged. There haven't really been a lot of movement as far as a long-term uh, contract, and that's what he wants. And so there is, I think, some potential for a holdout into training camp. I, I think it'd be very unlikely for that holdout to stretch into the season, uh, given the way NFL contracts work and the fact that, you know, it's not like he'd be a free agent next year if he held out anyway. So right. I do think we expect Saquon Barkley back. But, yeah, that's that's a situation for sure where, um, you know, there there could be a, an opportunity there. I'll also throw out, you know, Deuce Vaughn in Dallas. We were wondering if Dallas would make an impact. Deuce Vaughn, very, very small. I think he's like 5'6", 175 pounds. But, you know, right now he's the most high-profile alternative to Tony Pollard on that roster. And we know it's a very good situation. So, could be kind of interesting. Tony Pollard becomes the the workhouse, and Deuce Vaughn becomes the the change of pace guy. But we've seen Pollard be very good in that role before. Uh, and then Zach Evans in L.A. could have an opportunity. Obviously, K. Makers came on strong at the end of last season, but you know, not uh, not someone that they're invested in heavily long term either. Let's uh, we got a little bit of time left. What about the rest of the positions? Anybody that you like as far as sleepers outside of the running back position? Yeah, this is my realm right here, just sleepers, because I do so much work on the prospects. I got a bunch of guys. I'm going to try to be fast with it. Charlie Jones, wide receiver from the Bengals. He was my favorite wide receiver in this class from a value standpoint overall. This dude has unbelievable film. He was the one who beat Joey Porter against Penn State, and that game film was unbelievable. You saw some really fun stuff there. He profiles as somebody who can eventually take over for Tyler Boyd if they move Mm -hmm. on for financial purposes and I think be a PPR threat immediately once he gets the role. So I'm going to throw him in there. I'm also going to throw in here a tight end, actually. Will Mallory to the Colts. I really liked his profile. He's more of an H-back style tight end, but... I think that's kind of what they need early on for Anthony Richardson. A lot of play action run, a lot of play action bootleg. Get him quick, easy design reads where you could just get the ball out to somebody athletic in space who is lined up near the line of scrimmage like a Will Mallory. So I like his potential chance to make an impact early. Then finally, Kayshawn Booty to the Patriots. I mean, look, if you asked a year ago, this dude was expected to be an easy first round pick, incredible talent. Then there was some issues with him, maybe off field, maybe motivational, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But we've seen before the Patriots have done a good job at times, more so earlier you know later you know not in more so in recent years but in the past of turning around these kinds of players and getting the most out of them and they don't really and there's a ton of opportunity there for targets there um so i love the potential fit for him all right i will throw out also elijah higgins a wide receiver out of stanford who miami picked in the i think the sixth round he's going to be transitioning to tight end for them that's a an area of You know, I don't know need because they don't really throw to the tight ends in Mike McDaniel's offense, but he could have a path to playing pretty regularly. And obviously a 4-6-2 40-yard dash time looks a lot better at tight end than it does at wide receiver. So that's one, you know, maybe more like a multi-year sleeper in your your deeper dynasty leagues, but that's one to keep an eye on Elijah Higgins. That's going to do it for our day three recap of the NFL draft. We'll be back tomorrow to talk winners and losers from the NFL draft and more. We'll see you then. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good. 
for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.